Welcome to episode 72 of Control Alt Revolt, the podcast. I'm Nick Cole. And I'm Single White Medusa. And we are here today. Uh, we've been having a fun day. We've had some coffee. And we had a little salad down at our favorite salad place. And pot stickers. Your favorite pot stickers? Oh man, those are the best. I love those. Dim sum's awesome. Dim sum rules. Well, it's been a strange day. I think we've had, uh, you know, a good 12 hours to uh, sort of process the tyrant, Joe Biden, the unlikely imbecilic tyrant. What are your thoughts 12 hours in? I mean, who would have thought we could have such a tyrant that's uh, mentally deficient, that's like literally got dementia? I don't know. It's just clear that um again i don't know people are running him who do you think it is today who's your who's your latest guess well i think we'll get into some things here shortly that we spotted like the nancy pelosi george soros who's the you know the devil he's such the devil that when you mention him on regular news like the newt gingrich fox news interview where they said we're not talking about him but then there's him and his weirdo 25-year-old son with Nancy Pelosi in a vineyard. And um, the kid tweets, in Pelosi we trust. So I think we're going to talk about that a little because I think there's a little more going on there than we might be interested. But right now, uh, 12 hours into this, um, I think people are pretty hot. A lot of you found the new... Um, Signal that we started over on the Signal app for Control Alt Revolt. Um, that's for all of us. It's not necessarily for uh, you know the stack or whatever. There might maybe some other people over there. You can invite people. I would just say this. I'm going to close it soon, so it's going to be invite only, so we can keep out the alphabet people. Um, if you sense any alphabet fuckery, just go ahead and let me know, and we're just going to eliminate that person. Um, cause we're not, we're, you know, like we're, we're just going to be really super proactive so that we can all just say whatever we want over there. The really cool thing that I think about it, it's encrypted, it's over there. There's no one that they can report it to. They can't report anything to, to signal. They literally would have to, you know, the snitches that are out there and you have snitches in your social media feed. You have snitches in your family. You have snitches in your neighborhood you're about to enter the age of the snitch and it's really going to piss you off. But the cool thing about signal is there's no one to snitch to. They're literally going to have to call up the FBI. And the thing with most snitches is they're pretty craven. They, they don't, they're, they're afraid to call the FBI too, because they like the an anonymity of the click debating and they like the just, you know, file a report, you know, they're so beta lazy and unicorn milkshakey Starbuck fatty fat. You know, that the time and effort to actually report us on Signal, um, I'm hoping is a prohibitive barrier. We're going to put some some things in place. If some of you would like to admin and uh, we can have a discussion about that um, because we w- it would be nice to have an admin or two over there besides us, then we could talk about how we're, how we're going to run that. Um, but we're just not, like, no arguing over there. No going after each other. We're all going to try to maintain to being on the same side. Um, you can just you can rage over there. You can. Um, I think I'm going to try to put out valuable information today. I talked about. I think it's really important that everybody take a stop the bleed course, 
you're seeing more now and you know now more and more hospitals refusing treatment so there's a lot of things you can treat uh by diet and exercise you can avoid the hospital i think um but sometimes you might have an injury or whatever and i think they'd still treat you but it would be a good idea to learn a stop the bleed course and especially if everything goes hot um, I would love to be surrounded uh, in the revolt by medics. That would be great. I'm, I'm fairly trained in medicine too, combat medicine, so I can do my part. But it would be great if we all, before you, before you went out and got your rifle, before you went out and got your pistol, before you went out and got your battle belt and all your salt gear, take a stop the bleed course. Because that's one of the most important things that you need to know in a serious situation. And another little factor is, remember, in a firefight... The first first aid that you render is to return fire. So that's for down the road. But it's good to learn how to put a tourniquet on, uh, how to use quick clot, how to pack a wound, all that kind of stuff. And it's fun. It'd be a fun little weekend for you and a friend or you and a spouse. And it would kind of give you, it would empower you and get you on that. So I think that'd be a good thing. So that's what we're doing over there. Um, it's not going to be perfect, but we're going to try to make it really safe and really cool we're away from facebook now we're pulling away from facebook um i do think after yesterday i think that if we're playing a chess game biden moved his chess piece out there and he said y'all gonna have to corn pop get vaccinations but already you're seeing in the news what oh but certain some animals are more important than other animals, animals and they so certain Who federal federal Who employees the the senate and the congress the postal an animal farm let's see weren't they the pigs they were the pigs <laughs> the pigs oh painted gosh. on the side of the barn one morning and the horse woke up oh i know what it is uh all animals are equal equal but some, some animals are more, more equal, equal than others yeah, the pigs got up in the middle of the night and painted that on the side of the barn <laughs> You know, really, if Orwell published today, his publisher would be like, "Hey, I thought this was supposed to be fiction." I know. <laughs> you know, so, so that, so, so, so the pigs decided that some of them, unlike you, will be exempt. Of course, okay. So we all knew that was going to happen. You know, just, just add it to the, add it to the slowly simmering pot of rage stew, boiling within each other of us, because I think we're all pretty pissed. I think that's a fair statement, and we should be. So Biden moved his chess piece yesterday, and his chess piece was, do what I say or else. Now, is he and his handlers so dumb that no one's going to take them up on or else? Yeah, I mean, I have to look into it a little more, but I I know there's already a lot of people pushing back, even like um, uh, the Republican... Senator Congress is definitely making some moves. Um, a bunch of states, I think, uh, maybe. But he said he would use his powers to get rid of those governors. And everybody's like, well, what powers? Yeah. You don't have those powers. But, you know, uh, Mumbles McJuicebox seems to think that he has an option. May not be a legal option. Hell, what, what has this guy done that is legal? Apparently, it's coming out now that he drone striked somebody. The wrong person in Afghanistan, but that's a developing story. That's a war crime right there. But, you know, hey, we've passed, um, we really have passed any sort of accountability, any sort of thing. So what I was trying to say over on, on 
on the um, signal today is there are three things um, that are waging war against us right now. One is a, is a captured media. Two are lawyers, activist lawyers and activist judges who are blocking any attempt um, at constitutional law um, or who are not actually representing the citizens by doing anything right now. And when I say lawyers, remember, most of those people in Congress and most of those people in the Senate are lawyers to some degree. They're not doing anything. So that's a problem for us. The third problem is, until until yesterday, and I and I think until uh, got a swallow here. Water break for Nick. <laughs> um, excuse me there. That's some good radio. <laughs> um, until yesterday, I think a lot of people didn't understand that that side has decided, and they decided a long time ago that they are at war with us. And I think a lot of people just said, oh, no, it's, a dis- it's you know, they have the talking stick. It's a disagreement. But the rhetoric of, you know, we, you know, in my local Orange County Register, which is supposedly a right-wing newspaper. Yeah, right. You know, but, you know, spoiler, most newspapers are actually owned by George Soros. Mm-hmm. So they come out with, you know, uh, doctors and nurses, uh, you know, hospital staff um, are, are frustrated with the unvaccinated. You know, it's all prepping for this genocide thing of like, well, they wouldn't do what we said, so we denied them care. We withheld aid. We withheld, you know, food and shelter and water. Oh, we gave them lethal injections. Oh, we lined them up against the wall and shot them and dug a slit trench. Like, it's all going that way. And a lot of people are on the Titanic and they're in the party and they're all saying... No, I was told the Titanic is not sinkable. It's unsinkable. Mm-hmm. Yet the Titanic is sinking. And I think Joe's speech yesterday woke a lot of people up. And I think a lot of people now, you may not you know, be able to do anything about the first two things today, activists, judges, and lawyers, and um, a captured media. But the one, you know, the first step in fixing any problem is admitting that you have a problem. And I think America today, it's a dark day. Sobriety is always a dark day. But it actually turns out to be the best day in your life. Because you realize, you know, uh, I have a problem. I keep going out to the bars every night. I keep getting hammered. I come home and I'm miserable. I cause problems, those kinds of things. And I feel awful. And then I do it again, expecting a completely different result. And I think that's where we were before that speech. But I think a lot of us woke up today and the pressure cooker lid popped off and we said, okay, I have a problem now. And my problem is my government. It's not my country. There's no one here that I think is listening to this other than alphabet people or alphabet informers who we, we have to be like, hey, you think anybody's an alphabet informer that's involved in what I'm doing here? Let me know. Um, whether they are or not, I'll just 86 them. It's just, uh, it's just, it's better to be safe than sorry. And if you think I'm an alphabet informer, you get rid of me because I do the same thing to you. And that's what we have to do now. We have to have this sort of mob, mafia, like zero tolerance for snitches. So just get rid of them in your life. 86 them from your channels. 
Um, kind of all over the place today because I've had a giant red eye. But I would say this would be a great weekend for you to go through your social media feed and get rid of all the lefties, even your family members, even your uh, co-workers or your school people or people you knew from 1986. Um, why do I say that? These people are going to snitch on you. I, I guarantee you they're going to snitch on you because they view you as the enemy. They view you as a plague carrier, as a leper, and they value their own health and safety and the health and safety of the greater good that they're always on about. And if you read the things out there of their thought leaders, the things that they're saying, they're going to force you. So save yourself a little bit of effort now and just 86 everybody and, you know, just when they come to you and say, oh, just say, hey, you know, things are getting too political. I'm just kind of, I'm throttling down Facebook. I'm going gray. I'm I'm making a, you know, lesser footprint. But I would tell you right now, just spend the weekend until Sunday night just getting rid of people in your feed that you don't trust. I'm probably going to do it too this weekend. There's a lot of writers. I don't, I don't like, I, I generally don't friend, I, I don't accept friend requests from writers because I found them to be awful people. Um, if you are a writer and you're in my feed, you're probably a good person. Uh, but if I find out you aren't, then I'll just 86 you. So I would do those things. But I think going back to the sobriety moment, um, we all realize we have a problem now, and it's government. We love our country, and I don't think it's the whole entire government, but I think that there are elements, or what I said today, government actors who have the reins of power, who have a cabal of spiders, and they are hell-bent on something, which we've been listening to a few interesting things today that are kind of pointing towards what that something is. Yeah, so um, I know we listened to two different things today. One was a shorter um, clip of yet another whistleblower nurse. This time she was willing to say her name and show her face, and I would imagine she very likely might not have a job for much longer. Then again, um, she's at a hospital that's going to be forcing a mandate, I think within a month. So it sounds like she's going to be out of a job within a month anyway. But, um, that was pretty crazy. She felt that about uh, 20 to 30% of her hospital is absolutely on the same page as her. And therefore the hospital will lose that percentage of their staff if they go through with the mandate. Um, so I don't, I wonder what it is across the board in the country. I would say it's probably between 20 to 50%, depending on the hospital. I don't know. What would you guess? The med It's weird. The medical professionals that I know in my life um, are either opting out or feel that their days are numbered. Right. I'm just curious, um, like, across the board in the whole country, how much percentage do you think the hospitals will lose? Let's say they all forced it on the same day. How many? Conservatively, 30 cents, 30%, optimistically, 20%. Yeah. Worst case scenario, which lately everything is worst case scenario, <laughs> it's 50%. It's enough that there's a couple of things that surface out of this. And the first thing that that is now three testimonies from medical professionals, four counting the one today actually, that have pointed out that remdesivir is the only protocol people are getting in the hospital standard since day one. And there are serious problems with that. Serious problems. And m most of them, uh, two have said 
this is the cause for death in the hospitals the destruction of the kidneys that remdesivir has a side effect of that is real like it, it, it's so bad we listened to um, dr artists i think we posted that in the signal at the very beginning of the signal um, but that is that is a that is a long interview with some german lawyers and a german doctor who is really been hot on this and you know germany I think at points has suspended the vaccine. They did a test broadcast about... I think there are many nations like Denmark and Germany that are getting close to stopping the vaccine because it is become a, becoming apparent that it is... There's the phrase that they use is a leaky vaccine. Um, there is too much death and damage coming out of it, and it's amazing that you have Mumbles McBiden getting up and and demanding that everybody do it when there are serious concerns did anybody know that the japanese uh ultimately didn't go in heavy on the vaccine that they only did about 20 percent of the population they had serious concerns they asked for more studies they did not like the results of those studies and they didn't think that the vaccine was for them as a culture and so that's very interesting you, you have to you know the if you understood the japanese mindset and the sort of uh, examination and focus and caution that they have, the xenophobia that they have in their culture is very interesting that they chose to survive as a culture by saying no to the vaccine. Um, you look at Israel, um, which went in heavy on the vaccine and is, is a culture that to an extent is um, more isolationistic, uh, just, you know, even though it's Jewish and Arab and things like that and Christian, they do have to be mindful of their neighbors around them because they have so many neighbors that wish them ill. So they have a culture where they have big walls and they have a massive sort of identification and tracking and passport system, but they're getting so hard hit that France has banned them from coming into France. They've also banned the U.S. But... The big problem here and the problem that's coming out in the data is that the vaccinated are getting sick just as the unvaccinated are getting sick. You showed me that study today. Um, but where it gets weird is the vaccinated are surviving the sickness. The vaccinated? The, un the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated are surviving the sickness. The vaccinated are going to the hospital in higher percentages and they're dying in higher percentages I, in the study that i showed you it was more than double yeah on, on both yeah. of those indicators and when you added in a second thing where you said like the well i said if you because it had unvaccinated people that had one dose and people that had had both doses and i said even if it's if you just counted the people that had the two doses the fully vaccinated um they were about double but i said if you add i would consider a one dose vaccinated still as in they could easily be having um adverse effects from the vaccine um which would be some of those deaths and things so to me i would combine those numbers vaccinated and unvaccinated that was just me but then it was really like a huge difference so the question i would have and i would ask is this joe biden comes out and he says we need you know, to have vaccination mandates, and then I think this is a verbatim quote, to protect our workers, our vaccinated workers, from their unvaccinated co-workers. And that doesn't make sense to me. No. The other, and in regards to that, the other 
thing that we listened to today that was longer was an interview with Peter McCullough, who we've listened to before, but this was a different interview that we hadn't heard yet. He's super interesting, but it was longer. But he was definitely saying that there are studies that show both, but he definitely is on the side of believing that um, it's actually the, the vaccinated that are most likely harming the unvaccinated as far as, in his opinion, his medical opinion, um, that's where some of these variants are actually coming from. And that lines up with the theory that we've talked about on this podcast of whatever they're saying, whatever's coming out of the establishment mouth, if you use the reverse, you know, azimuth, you know, from their course direction, you go to the other side of the compass, you go back, that's usually the truth. They're saying that the unvaccinated are making everybody sick. Yet the statistics are showing that the vaccinated, um, there's the Barnstable outbreak, there's the Houston outbreak, there's the Democrats on the airplane outbreak, and there's one more where time and time again, the vaccine broke through, The I mean, the virus broke through on the vaccinated and spread like wildfire. And so somehow the, unvac- the vaccinated are becoming super spreaders. Now, why is that? I think that's because of antibody dependency enhancement where they're just they're just manufacturing so much and they're going out there but it's known that the vaccine like they tried to put out the myth or they 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 didn't dissuade people of the myth that hey if you get the vaccine you won't make anybody sick now they allow that myth to exist but when you look at the literature from the drug companies and things like that they never make that claim. And it's understood among medical professionals, getting vaccinated doesn't prevent you from spreading any vaccine, flu, whatever. That doesn't prevent you from spreading that vaccine, that, that, that thing. It just protects you if you get it. And what we were told with this is that, oh, yeah, yeah, you, you could still spread it. That was the story about a month ago. Um, but it's going to make it feel better if you get it. And, you know, hey, you don't want to get this. You don't want to get this. And I, but I put it out on my feed and I said, hey, did everybody have, and most people's stories was, yeah, I had it. wasn't wasn't pleasant. wasn't the worst thing. Some people, I shrugged it off. Um, there's a few stories where people really felt like they were going to die or something like that. But for the most part, it didn't seem to be much and it didn't throttle people. But the fear sort of panic story that we were told, once it kind of got outed, hey, the vaccine's breaking through. And, or the, the virus is breaking through the vaccine and spreading regardless, which is what they were telling everybody to get vaccine, vaccinated for. Then we were told that the vaccine will protect you from getting sicker. So Joe Biden says everybody's got to be vaccinated to protect the vaccinated from their unvaccinated co-workers. OK, well, the first thing is it doesn't protect. You still spread. And now the second thing, if you look at the studies, I think that was a St. Louis study or something like that, where it showed that the vaccinated are ending up in the hospital and they're dying. They're getting hit harder and they're dying. So I was told that that was the secondary function of the vaccine, the secondary selling point, that you would weather it better than everybody else. Yeah, that's but apparently said. that's not happening either. So what, what exactly is the benefit then? I mean... And you come to the conclusion, it doesn't seem that there is one. There's and yet, risks. And there's risks. The, the injuries are enough 
to stop you in your tracks. Like, yeah. I mean, there, there are some serious, uh, there, uh, one of the doctors we were listening to today, um, was talking about, there is a new disease category that's erupted called, uh, I'm going to get it wrong, but it's basically cytopenia was maybe the cytopenia thrombosis. Yeah. And it comes out of a vaccine causing heart inflammation. And it's, it's, it's because of the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines that this new term has come into to play. It was the thing where uh, it causes the platelets to to get really low, like people to get really low. So the vaccine is causing this, not the virus. And yet, so the two things that it was supposed to do, apparently it's not doing. And it's actually causing harm now. And yet you have the duly elected leader of the United States not getting up and leading, but getting up and forcing and mandating everybody to get this except the special people. And that's where we're at today. And and that should enrage you. You don't live in America anymore when a tyrant gets up and says, you have to take something that people who are close to me don't have to take or you won't have a job. You won't have a career. Your kid won't get to join the military. We'll take away your retirement. We'll ruin your life. And that's just a start because in about two months, we're getting to the camps or the health hotels or whatever they want to call them. We're getting to uh, for the greater good. Hey, this thing spikes and it ruins the vaccinated in the dark winter, as Joe Biden said, you don't think they're going to start going door to door looking for the unvaccinated, which your Facebook friends and your neighbors will start snitching on you that you're not vaccinated when they're told that you're causing the next wave of death. They're not going to round you up. They're not going to, you know, euthanize you. I think that they already did euthanize at the very early parts. And I know, I know it sounds crazy, but I've listened to enough competent, reasonable sane people to at least look at midazoplan and remdesivir and why it was prescribed so heavily in the early days when it was killing people and it's still being prescribed and it's still killing people and that's the only treatment but whatever you do don't talk about hydroxychloroquine don't talk about ivermectin don't talk about zinc don't talk about d don't talk about c talk about remdesivir which destroys your kidneys yeah i would like to point out the difference between when I say our side and their side, I don't mean you're their side if you've been vaccinated because you're obviously sane and open-minded and everything like that because you're listening to this show. I mean like freedom-loving people like us. Here's the difference is so we believe, like you said, that we think if anything the vaccinated are actually possibly causing more um, kind of problems with the virus situation and possibly causing danger to unvaccinated people but here's the thing do we want to like hurt them or kill them no like because the point is like hey you did that because you thought it was the best thing for you we're doing this because we think it's the best thing for us you probably think that's your better bet um to not die we think this is our better bet to not die or be terribly hurt and so the point is like why would i wish death on you or want to hurt you even if you did end up you know you quote unquote uh make me sick maybe even make one of us die. Um, that's actually, that's not your fault. First off, let's blame China again, or, you know, whoever started this virus in the first place, let's blame Fauci for funding that uh, gain of function research. But the point is like, I'm just saying their attitude is really weird because 
we think the opposite, but yet we don't wish that same level of harm on them, even though they, they may um, unintentionally be harming us. Well, okay, that's life. As you said, like, life is, there, there are dangers in life, you know. It's a life is sport. a full contact sport. Yeah, so, I don't know, I just, it's weird. Like, that level of meanness Because it's not, it's not organically, it's not organically coming from them. There are the sort of mean girls, you know, the left has a mean girl problem, and it always has. And it requires, you know, what, what Orwell was trying to say in 1984, this two minutes hate, um, where they get up and they scream at the gold scene of the moment, and then that makes them feel virtuous, and and it bonds them to the cause, and, and blah, blah, blah. That that's definitely a thing that happens. That's I mean, that's the nightly news. Mm-hmm. You can you can watch from Don Lemon to Brian Stetler to, you know, even people that you, you know, Mitt Romney, you know, people like that who will scream the two. In fact, right now they're desperate for a Goldstein. They miss Trump so much because he was Goldstein for four years, but they need a new one. And and now the new one is you. It's the unvaccinated. It's the vaccine hesitant. It's the people. And there, I think there are some in this feed who have been vaccinated and feel ripped off. Yeah. Totally legitimate. I don't think most of those people or even the vaccinated like care, but what this has done is it has given Joe Biden the opportunity now to move to the next thing. So like I began this talk today with, which was Biden put it out there. You, you have to do this or else. So of course, many of us are going to choose or else. Did Biden think for a moment that we wouldn't? No. The people that are running him, the cabal, the globalist, technical, tech, 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 big tech, you know, Soros is at the heart of this. You know, he is. Um, they anticipate your or your your option for or else. Mm-hmm. And so what is coming next is martial law. As we move into winter, you are going to see more death. They're going to whether there is legitimately or not or whether I I, I'm about 40 to 50 percent right now that that a lot of the death is vaccine injury and or the, the wrong treatment. Like yeah, but we'll about. see more of that as that snowballs and destroys immune systems and continues to cause problems or it'll process out. But you keep pushing people to keep getting the vaccine and you're still going to have these cardio events, these blood events. Um, there's four there's four areas that the vaccine seems to damage. You're going to. You're going to still have those problems, but we're not even into the long-term effects that no one had a chance to study like they normally would study with a vaccine, cancer, that kind of stuff. I think that there are protocols you can use to get rid of this vaccine, and I think you should look them up and use them. But, you know, that's your choice, risk assessment. But they knew certain people would choose or else, and the answer to or else is great. We needed or else because we needed a reason to declare martial law. So I anticipate what will happen is, you know, as we get into this uh, this MAGA riot and and major uh, uh, event that the FBI is planning for all of us in Washington, D.C., um, you're going to see that kind of blow up. You're going to see like a major incident, maybe some political assassinations, maybe even a bomb. It's going to be some guy in a giant MAGA truck with the MAGA flag live streaming, you know, and telling you all about patriots and... America and freedom is he kills a bunch of people. Then everybody's going to be all upset. And then there's going to be chaos. 
Antifa and BLM will resurface and they'll drive all the MAGA patriots into the streets and the police will then confess that they can't manage things because they can't. It would it, it would be overwhelming. And at that point, what's going to happen is the new federal police force will just be weeks away. But most likely we're going to have to have a couple of weeks where you're on your own and be a lot of deaths, a lot of injury. And you'll need to go to, you know, those hospitals and try to seek help and everything like that. And you'll find that some of those hospitals are going to say, um, we're not going to treat you. You know, you're, you're unvaccinated or whatever. That'll be really sad if people do that. But I am hearing on the ground um, that some administrators are going around to doctors and asking them to do this. So that's definitely in the administrative portion. I'd like to think that a lot of healthcare workers would not do that, but you'd be surprised. So I don't know. But I think we're headed towards a period of civil disobedience brought to you by the FBI. And on the other side of that will be, uh, that's when the martial law will be declared. Then we'll move to the federal police force and then you're all out of luck. You might as well just go turn in your guns because you're probably going to have to use them. You know, you want to go on living turn in your guns and just, you know, accept the collar, blah, 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 blah. But um, they're going to come and take your guns, you know, and, and then you will be like Australia. And once they have your guns, what have you got? You don't have free speech on the Internet. You don't have guns anymore. You're Australia and you have to take it. And that's that's just where it is today. And so did did Biden was Biden stupid yesterday? Yeah, he's stupid. But and maybe that's why they're using him. And that's maybe why they're just making him say this insane stuff, yeah. knowing that if it doesn't play or the plan goes off track, they can always 25th them, blame it all on him and being crazy. I don't know. But I think the plan is um, they're whether they're trying to push us to have an incident. And I would again caution everybody and use restraint. And you and I even really talked about it, how awesome it is that everybody is being restrained. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, but I don't think after yesterday that's going to lie. I think people are pretty upset. But I think the FBI is going to manufacture an incident, and then it's going to be problems for everybody. It's going to be some you're on your own, and then it's going to be the federal police force. And it's the federal police force is going to be made up of that lesbian logistics sergeant telling you that she's going to live front sight forward and if she tells you to get inside your house, you better. She's going to center mass you, Sergeant Kill. You know, so she doesn't know what she's getting into. She's stupid. Um, but there's a lot of people like that, that that if you give them a little bit of authority and a little bit of power, they're, they're going to do those things. And they live to do those things. And that's just that's just not freedom. What we're doing is we're doing freedom. Um, I think our, our, I think the globalist cabal and the elite, they're doing, I want to control the entire world. That's not what Americans want to do. That's not actually an American value. It's the opposite of it. It's just the neocons and sort of the military industrial complex that's come along and wanted to use the big business of war to do all those things. The American ethic and ethos is usually isolationism and leave us alone. And I think we have an opportunity to return to that. And I think we'll use the signal to talk about those things and be ready to um, exploit any opportunities that we can. Um, I think that if we can make it to the election next year 
and it's a fair election, I think we can set things right. Or it'll be our last chance to set things right. But I can tell you, if I was their side, I wouldn't want to make it to that election. Because, it, like, imagine it right now. Do you think they'd win anything right now? Not much. No. Not besides their strongholds. And then I'm always blown away, like, how... Like, to me, I think it's so bad. How could they win anything? But then, you know, you come across people, uh, maybe one of my own relatives, who... who doesn't see it like they still don't see it and you're like oh my gosh how do you not see like how do you not regret your vote and see how terrible it is like I don't know so yeah uh will Nancy Pelosi still win her little stronghold there yeah probably I don't understand it but anyway yeah I don't think they would win much that's no they sure. would they would lose I think today they would lose all three aspects yeah that will start a year from now and I don't think things are getting I think they're just gonna get with it when Congress comes back in session uh, before the end of the year, I think it'll get crazier. Um, they seem to just be going for broke. So you have to navigate by that and realize these are people that are acting like they're never going to have to stand for election again. That would concern me because that means that they have a plan where they don't have to stand for election. So yeah, I got to get my voice deeper. Uh, <laughs> that seems like something that you should consider. Okay. Today's big mystery um, knowing that criminals like to tell you their crimes, which they do. Remember the Time article? Oh, Look yeah. at how we ripped off the election. So there's a picture uh, making its way around the Twitterverse in which you see little George Soros. Mummy man. And uh, he's wearing a red sweater, little red cardigan, I think that's called. And Nancy Pelosi is there, and they're at his vineyard, and I think it's a recent picture. It was either last weekend or, or this weekend. Yeah. But we're barely in the weekend, so I think it was last weekend. And George Soros' 25-year-old son there is there, a bigger nerd you could not find. <laughs> yeah. Um, the real live picture, nothing like his Twitter picture. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just a total punchable face nerd, that kind of stuff. Interestingly, if anybody's into the flight-following thing and everything like that, um, you know, and you have the flight planning and everything like that. It would be fun to check the private planes and jets out of Napa on the day that the picture was taken and the week, like the bookending the day and the day before to find out which plane George Soros uses to move around in. I say that for no particular reason other than there may be, you know, people listening to this that that would be very interested in that information. And so... You know, maybe we could all put our little tippity-tappity-clackity-clickity fingers together and find out what plane and number George Soros uses to move around on. That, I don't know, I could see in certain situations that would be useful to know. I know what you could do. You could make a, you could, you could, you could make him a present and you could take it to him. Like, you, like, if you like firearms so much and everything like that, you could carve a chocolate gun. You could, you could run up to him and, hey, George Soros, I made this for you. You know? <laughs> A chocolate gun, like to give him a piece of chocolate, you know, or or you could express your displeasure wherever he showed up at. You could say, oh, I know that, you know, November Papa Charla's 7-4 Lima is going to be landing here or there. I'm going to show up with a sign that says, George Soros, you suck. And maybe he'll see that sign and he'll say, I do suck and I'm going to change my, maybe his grinchy little heart will change. I don't know. But if it turns into a hot war and it does become revealed that 
this Nazi, he is a Nazi. People know that, right? He worked for the Nazis. Yeah. Um, turning in his own people yeah. because he is actually of Jewish descent. So that's like the worst of the worst. Oh my gosh. And remember, we've we've arrived at. We understand they've declared war on us. They say we're making war on the unvaccinated. We're making war on the Republicans. Punch a Nazi in the face. And all of us have basically dismissed that and tried to continue to have country love and brotherhood and things like that. And I think we should still do that and blah, blah, blah. But if they continue to the point where you really do realize you're in a war with them, the end number of George Soros' plane would be very good to know. So that's side note. If anybody wants to do a little research, look up that picture in Napa. Do double, the double check the dates. Double check the yeah. dates and let's let's find out which jets were in and out of Napa. Yeah. Let's see if we can track that down. You might I think that would be fun. You could post that on the internet for everybody to find out. Maybe you'd notice some other interesting correlations. Maybe yes. you would notice some other very VIP yeah. jets that had uh, also come yeah. in that weekend, and you might wonder, hmm, yeah. were they involved in the same meeting? Let's make let's make George Soros a project, everybody. There's a that's a never-ending project. He has his evil tentacles in everything. Bad. Tentacles. <laughs> in everything bad. For a while, I started going, oh come on, you gotta like stop like pinning everything on him when so, when yeah. there's something bad but then you know what it started coming up again like constantly i'm like hey i wasn't crazy like he really is that bad and he really is behind pretty much everything nefarious it's crazy you know the italians make a salad um with roasted potatoes and like a lightly dressed frisee and some shallots and onions and everything like that maybe a tomato or two and then calamari tentacles. Yeah, and I, I really I like love that. that salad. That is really good. That's a good, good. salad. <laughs> tentacles. <over> <laughs> tentacles. Did that make you think of that yeah. salad? You're like, mm, it's a good tentacle I'm hungry. salad. <laughs> so, um, side note, maybe people want to get involved in that. Okay, but the mystery is this. Remember, they like to tell you how much smarter than they are than you. They want to be clever because at the heart of this, at the heart of what they're doing is a narcissism and an ego. They think that they know more than you. They think that they're better than you. And I don't know, maybe they are. Maybe some of them are. You know, they're better people than everybody. But many of these people, like George Soros' dork son, who's only 25 years old, hasn't done shit for Shinola in his life. A lot of you, some of you, are real actual live pipe hitters. Others are professionals who have who have mastered the craft of their profession and are well regarded by everybody in that profession as the person who can do that really well. Um, Many of you have life lessons or some of you are housewives who've learned to manage a household successfully in trying economic times and put kids through college and, you know, done incredible feats that these people think um, are just common people things, you know, and that they know better. They know so much better that they know what they want injected in your body and they want to take your money from you so that they can use it better. They look at you as mouths. They have contempt for you. So part of when they try to tell you what the game is, they try to be really clever about it. There's very little in their lives that that, that isn't like extensively thought out. And, you know, as part of this this thing. So... In this picture, you have George Soros on the left. You have Nancy Pelosi looking actually a little sheepish, sheepish in the center. 
And you have, you know, Dork Boy, Soros Dork Boy son, um, you know, on the right. And he captions the photo in Pelosi We Trust. Now, someone like Single White Medusa would get mad at that picture. Why? Well, like, I mean, I find it blasphemous because he's kind of corrupting in God We Trust, I think on purpose, probably. Yeah. And maybe that's the first game. Get all them Christians and deplorables and magas and... You know, snake handlers all upset. Look, look, we're playing with the verbiage. Oh, look at me, Daddy. I'm so smart. Look at me messing with the deplorables. And like, but specifically, obviously people have used in something we trust. Like, I'm not always like, oh, I'm so offended, like constantly. But I mean that he put in like one of the most evil people's name in place of God, I guess is what I mean specifically, which is like, oh. Yeah. The Athaliah of America. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. She's if you don't know the Bible, ask someone to tell you who Athaliah is. She's fairly obscure, but... Yeah, uh, but she was Nancy evil. Pelosi. She was evil. evil okay, grandma. so... Let's pretend that that wasn't just baiting. Let's pretend that that was Dork Soros Boy trying to play Master of the Universe for Daddy and everybody else and trying to show that he could telegraph the game to everybody. Because it's probably his game. Mm-hmm. He's probably running it for his dad. If and and he's probably a... he's probably trying to show that he's an Alexander, not a Philip. Yeah. If they don't find a youth a youth uh, elixir soon, yeah, <laughs> daddy's not gonna be around. So let's just break down kind of what we know, just just to kind of find kind of understand it a little bit. Okay. So what is where do we find the phrase "In God We Trust"? On the dollar bill. On the dollar bill. On our money.